This is Financially Tuned with Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard of Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Financially Tuned with myself, Baron Fitzgerald, and Simon Hilliard from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. If you haven't checked out our previous shows, please feel free to look at our website, wellingtonadams.com. You'll be able to see all of our previous shows from before. Um, If you have any questions relating, relating to the content of today's show or any previous show, you can contact us through the website or feel free to visit us, excuse me, or feel free to call us at 855-793-2409. The title of today's show is called Ways to Increase Your Social Security Benefits While Also Limiting Taxes on Them. Um, we all always want to try to limit taxes on things, so I think this show will be pretty interesting for our listeners. Uh, at this point, I'd like to welcome to the show our infamous co-host, Tony Shore. How you doing, Tony? <laughs> yeah, that's infamous or unfamous. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I would go with unfamous. Uh, yeah, I'm doing great. I've had a great week, but I'm really excited to be here. Uh, Baron and Simon, I know you could do the show without me, but thanks for having me on. I love to ask questions and learn each week. How are you guys doing? Simon, have you been good? How was your week? Well, I'm trying to stay on Santa's list, so I've been good. Yes, thank you for asking. <laughs> Just remind him of that as well. While All right. We're here. All right. Uh, how about you, Baron? How are you doing? Well, I've been pretty good. Um, sometimes I'm a little bit more on the naughty side, so maybe I'm on the naughty list this week. I don't know. No, I've actually, we had a good weekend. Uh, just kind of chilling out. It was a really, really cold week this week, and then two days later it was 40 degrees warmer. So uh, go figure. Yeah, that's crazy. The weather's been crazy. We could probably do a show on the weather in the polar vortex, but uh, I like your topic for today. You know, maximize those Social Security benefits while minimizing that tax burden. I think this is going to be a good one. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, can, can you maybe, Baron, give us a, a quick intro on what uh, benefits Social Security gives us and how we can uh, uh, maximize those and how they affect us? Sure, Tony. Um, just want to talk um, briefly about the fact that Social Security, it really offers you much more than retirement benefits. You know, there are, for example, disability benefits, uh, spousal benefits, survivor benefits, even children's benefits, as well as supplemental benefits if you're 65 or older and blind and disabled. Um, Or let me clarify that if you're 65 or older and blind or disabled, um, you may qualify for more than you expect. There are, for example, disability benefits, spousal benefits, survivor benefits, children's benefits, and supplemental benefits if you're 65 or older and blind or disabled. Uh, You may qualify for more than you expect. Social Security has become the biggest source of income 
for most older Americans. Um, according to a recent Motley Fool article, most elderly beneficiaries get 50% or more of their income from Social Security, um, while 21% of married elderly beneficiaries and 44% of unmarried ones get fully 90% or more of their income from Social Security. So obviously, you know, people are pretty dependent upon this income coming in. It's been estimated that without Social Security income, the percentage of elderly Americans living in poverty would surge from 15% to more than 50%. I thought that number was pretty staggering. In 2018, some 63 million Americans received roughly $1 trillion in Social Security benefits. That sum makes up a hefty 5% of our country's entire gross domestic product. Um, quite a big number. Uh, you can start collecting the benefits to which you're entitled to at what they call your full retirement age. That used to be 65, but for most of us now is 66 or 67 or somewhere in between. If you were born between 43 and 54, it's 66. And then every year thereafter, it increases two months for the full retirement age up to if you were born 1960 or later, your full retirement age is 67. It's important to know you know, when that is, because it's likely going to be a key part of any kind of strategizing that you do for your social security benefits. Um, another hurdle that you have to go over is you got to qualify for social security benefits based on your earnings. You have to collect 40 quarters of coverage, which basically represents $1,360 a quarter is a credit. So you can earn up to four of them a year. And thus, most of us can qualify simply by working for a decade and earning at least $1,360 a quarter. So do you have any other stats from that article for us that might uh, be interesting? Well, yeah, it's only just that the uh, Social Security retirement benefit was uh, recently $1,420 per month, um, about 17000 a year. There are ways also you can increase your benefits. The maximum benefit for those retiring to full age a full retirement age is $2,861 a month. The numbers above are just helpful for context, but they don't really tell you, you know, how much you can really expect from Social Security. And you do need, you do need to have a pretty good idea of how much your overall retirement income is going to provide. And the best way to find that out is basically just you can set up a, an account on Social Security on their website. They used to send out summaries of the earnings. Um, but it's been cut back from the paper mailings. Um, by setting up the account online, you'll actually able to access that information at any time. So I think this is interesting. Now, uh, in relation to our Social Security benefits, Simon, maybe you could tell us how do we maximize those? Because uh, that helps us get more money in retirement as well, right? It sure does, Tony. And there's a few ways to go about it. You know, one of the things that we should point out, we've mentioned before, but for the listeners today, is that Social Security is made up based on the highest 35 years of your earnings history. So there's a lot of misconceptions out there, different things that people think about when they think about their own pensions. But it's 35 years worth of your working history, and it's the highest 35 years. So one of the big ways, obviously, is if you don't have 35 years worth of earnings history is to try to fill those extra zeros up with uh, earnings, you know, work a couple extra years, even if it's part-time, it'll help offset uh, some of those zeros that'll be averaged in otherwise. Um, of course, delaying your benefits will always help. You know, if you're at your full retirement age, you get your full retirement amount, as we've talked about before. And as a lot of the listeners are aware, if you start early, 
uh, you're penalized. Social Security's grown on an average of six, six and a quarter percent or so from age 62 up until your full retirement age. So that's a good growth rate there. And we don't want to kind of penalize ourselves and miss out too much just for triggering a couple years early. And likewise, if you're in good health, if you have longevity, good uh, genetics, things like that in your history, and you may live well beyond the normal life expectancy, you know, you might want to consider delaying those Social Security benefits, drawing from other sources, part-time work. Social Security has grown at an 8% simple rate there from your full retirement age on to age 70 when it maxes out. Wow. So, yeah. So a big increase there on that as well. Yeah. 8% growth. You you can't turn that down. And I think uh, it really helps. Obviously, everybody's situation is different. Some people may have to take it sooner, but I think uh, there are a lot of options to maximize it, maybe wait to file. And I know you guys have a report you can run. Um, you know what, Baron, we're out of time for this first segment. Is there anything you want to add before we uh, take a quick break here? Uh, yeah, Tony, just that if uh, anybody has some interest in sitting down and talking with us, we actually will provide a complimentary consultation as well as we're going to offer a Social Security maximization report. It's really a very beneficial report. And what it really means to the client is that it's going to give you the peace of mind knowing that you've done the best strategy possible to maximize your Social Security benefits so you can kind of focus more on the retirement, enjoying it and hanging out with the grandkids and doing whatever else you really, really like. Um, please feel free to contact us at 855-793-2409 or visit us on our website, wellingtonadams.com. All right. That sounds great. And we'll be right back with more of Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard right after this. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory by visiting wellingtonadams.com or by calling us at 855-793-2409. And welcome back to Financially Tuned. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and our hosts are none other than Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard of Wellington Adams. And Baron, great show today, talking about maximizing our Social Security and limiting those taxes. Uh, now, uh, we've covered a lot so far. Baron, why don't you give us a quick recap? Just um, want to quickly recap, Tony, that you know we were talking about the different types of benefits that Social Security can provide i.e. disability, spousal, survivorship, things of that nature. Um, also talked a little bit about the qualifying ages, uh, the benefit amounts. And then um, Simon touched base a little bit about some of the benefits of delaying um, Social Security, what the percentages are, as well as some of the maximization strategies, um, as well as working longer and things of that nature. So, yeah, so far, pretty good information. Well, yeah, that's great. Now, maybe you could tell us how we can apply for Social Security. How does that process work? Well, there are three ways to apply. Um, one, you can do it online. Just visit the Social Security website, ssa.gov. Um, two, you can do it over the phone. You can call their phone number, which is 800-772-1213. Or you can go in person. Um, to apply in person, you should just visit your local uh, closest Social Security office. Uh, I always say to minimize the weights and hassles, try calling first and see if you can make an appointment. As far as when you should apply, you should look at applying a few months before you want the benefit check to start arriving. 
Um, an online application is going to be completed in less than an hour. You'll be asked to answer questions about yourself, your family, work, uh, amongst other things. Um, it allows you to stop at various points and save what you've entered. So if you you know can't get the information right away, you could save it and go back to the application later. Um, it also will tell you what information is needed and what documents you'll need to provide. So you can mail those in if you prefer, um, or you can take them to the Social Security office in person. You'll sign the application electronically with just a push of a button. Welcome to technology today, right? Once you're done, you'll get a receipt with a confirmation number, and that'll allow you to check the status of your uh, application online later. So, Simon, are there options or reasons to maybe change your mind as to when you file? Yeah, I suppose so, Tony. You know, a lot of us have, you know, preconceived in our minds that we're going to retire at such and such an age because friends or family have or just because that's kind of the set thing in the workplace or whatever it may be. Um, but you may get to retirement and for any number of reasons decide that you're going to wait a little bit longer or you're going to delay your Social Security, even though you're going to full time, you know, your full time job, you're going to retire from that. Or you might decide, you know, even on the other side of things, you filed you've uh, started your benefit and then you realize you learned something super valuable today or <laughs> for some other reason said, hey, I want to go back and change that. So you do have 12 months from the time that you file to change your benefit strategy. If you've already filed, you can you have to pay back the benefits that you've received up until that point, but then you could kind of have a redo, so to speak. Um, as far as other reasons, you, know, you might just kind of look at the job market that you're in um, and say, you know, perchance you know, the job market's good, your income salaries have been increased significantly over the recent months, recent years. You're at a higher earning uh, capacity that you've been through the majority of your career. Those extra years at higher income are building your social security quicker. You're able to save and set aside a little bit more for uh, your retirement savings. You know, you might have gotten to that stage that you've preconceived in your mind and realized that maybe you don't have as much saved as you thought you would or as you thought you should. You know, ideally, you sit down with a good financial advisor leading up into those timeframes and you've outlined some goals and you should know where you are. But you know, a lot of people don't do that, unfortunately. And they kind of wait till the last minute, maybe because they're afraid to find out the answer or just because they're delaying and putting it off kind of like we do with our wills and other things. So, yeah. you know, there's a number of reasons you might change your mind. Um, you might kind of change your strategy a little bit, but ideally, you know, the biggest part is sit down with a good financial advisor, work with them, get the information you need and make the right decision at that given time. Yeah, I think that's great. And working with a financial advisor like yourselves is so important. I know you have that report you can run that tells people exactly when the best time to file based on their personal situation would be and spousal benefits, all that. Now, Baron, we hear a lot of talk out there uh, that Social Security isn't going to be around in the future. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Is there any validity to that? Yeah, Tony, I mean, that's a topic that you have a lot of people have a lot of opinions on. Um, kind of like it, Brady and the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. A lot of opinions out there. Anyway, he wasn't going to be around for the Super Bowl this year, but boom. Yeah. <laughs> and look what happened. Um, yeah, I mean, the trust fund, in our opinion, it's not going broke anytime soon. I mean, it does face some serious challenges, however. It used to be that there were many more Social Security tax-paying workers than there were beneficiaries, and you know that was able to keep the system flush with funds, and there was you know no problem as far as it ever having the uh, worries that it was going to go out of business, so to speak. But as people have been having fewer children and living longer, the contributing workers to beneficiaries ratio has really been falling. 
Um, actually, back in 1950, the ratio was 16.5. There was about 48 million workers supporting about 3 million beneficiaries. In 2018, the ratio was 2.8, and it's expected to hit 2.2 by 2035. So those are some pretty you know, drastic numbers. But while the Social Security Trust Funds have been running a surplus in every year since 84, they're probably going to stop around 2020. And at that point, the Social Security system can rely on incoming interest payments to make up the funding deficit, but they can only do that for a while. So according to several government estimates, their funds are likely to see their reserves run dry around somewhere about somewhere between 2033 and 2037 if no changes at all were made. And that's the key, if no changes are going to be made. If that happens, then payment checks won't disappear, though, but they're going to likely shrink by about 25%. But the reality is, is that they're going to make changes. I mean, Social Security has faced trials and tribulations from its onset. They make the adjustments. Um, you know, 70, it's estimated that 77% of the trust fund shortfall could be eliminated by just increasing the Social Security tax rate for employers and employees from its oh. current 6.2% to 72 in 2022 and 82 in 2052. Wow. You know, yeah, that's... that's there you go. Tax us a little more to, to yeah, solve yeah. the problem with them. Well, <laughs> Stealing the money years of... There we go. I like that idea. It's just a 2% extra tax on our wages. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's put... You know, it's funny that you said it, but that wouldn't be the first time that that's happened, actually, Simon. I mean, right. I, I've heard they've made over 100 changes to Social Security and yeah. how it works and, and it made adjustments to keep it solvent uh, since yeah. it started, over 100. Yeah, the tax rate actually in uh, 83 was increased. And again, that was just in order to bolster the program ahead of all the, uh, you know, the baby boomers that were beginning to retire. Um, another possibility is taxing all of each current, uh, each worker's current income. Right now, there's a cap on how much of the earnings are taxed for Social Security. In 2019, that cap is just under 133000 So, you know, for most of us out there, that's all of our income. But for those of us that are lucky enough to be earning more than that, anything over and above that amount, none of the earnings are subject to Social Security tax right now. So el eliminating that earnings cap over a 10-year period of time has been estimated to wipe out about 71% of the trust, fall short, uh, trust fund shortfall. So, I mean, there are a lot of other possibilities, including raising the full retirement age, reducing benefits in the future. Um, but again, in our opinion, Social Security is going to be around for a long time. It would be political suicide for any president out there to let something happen, in our opinion, to uh, Social Security. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, Baron, you mentioned earlier in the show about ways to limit or lessen the amount of taxes we pay on those social security benefits. Maybe we can discuss that. Sure, Tony. I mean, you know, for most people, you may need to pay income taxes on a portion of your social security benefits. Um, but knowing the rules and a few key strategies can help you minimize the tax hit. You know, we're talking about trying to maximize your social security benefit. That's great. We also want to try to keep as much of, of that earnings in our pocket instead of giving it to the IRS. Whether or not your Social Security benefits are taxable depends upon what they call provisional income. Um, provisional income is pretty much everything that's out there. Um, even your uh, municipal bond interest, is actually, which is federally tax-free, is actually counted towards provisional income. A lot of people don't know that. 
But if your provisional income is below 25000 and you file single, or um, it's less than 32000 and you file jointly, you're not going to owe any taxes on your benefits. However, for most people, they're having a little bit higher than those figures. So if you're between 25 and 34 and you're single, um, or 32 and 44000 and you file jointly, up to 50% of your benefits can be taxable. If your provisional income is more than 34 if you're single and more than 44,000 if you're married, up to 85% of your social security benefits may be taxable. So, you know, obviously we want to try to limit that as much as possible and one of the keys to doing that is keeping your taxable income below those certain thresholds. Um, one way to avoid taxes on social security is to retire to a tax-friendly state. Pennsylvania is actually one of the uh, top top 10 most friendly tax states, according to a recent Kiplinger uh, article. It is actually one of the most generous states when it comes to offering income tax exclusions on a wide variety of retirement income. Pennsylvania does not tax Social Security benefits or, for that matter, any eligible Pennsylvania public or private pension plan. Um, The state also does not nick distributions from your 401ks, IRAs, or deferred compensation plans. So that's one way that can help as far as, you know, limiting those benefits being where you live. So we live in a good state, so that's good. Another way, um, tax-free withdrawals from a Roth IRA or Roth 401k, they're not included on your adjusted gross income. So if you need to tap your retirement savings for your expenses, um, you know, you want to maybe take some money from a Roth so that it can minimize the income included in the Social Security calculation. Um, rolling over money from a traditional IRA to a Roth years before you start receiving your Social Security benefits is also a good way to avoid taxes later on in retirement. Um, you know, you'll have to pay income taxes in the year of the conversion, but you can tap the account tax-free after that. And Roth IRAs actually don't have any required minimum distributions, which could possibly jack up your taxable income to levels at which your social security benefits then become taxable. Um, Another point that you wanna take a look at is you wanna keep track of the income that your investments outside of your retirement accounts generate. Having a lot of dividend and interest income or capital gains distributions could boost your adjusted gross income enough to make a larger portion of your social security benefits taxable. So being aware of that is really, really key. Even non-taxable interest, as I mentioned before, such as the interest on your um, muni bonds is included in the uh, calculation for Social Security benefits. So you have to be aware of these. And especially if if your broker is just trading nonstop in your accounts as far as stocks, um, they really should be aware of the tax implications that that can create. If you're close to those income thresholds at which more of your Social Security benefits are going to get taxed and you don't really need that income to live on, maybe you should consider moving some of the money within your taxable accounts into growth-oriented investments that don't generate as much as the taxable income, you know, as much taxable income each year. Yeah, and that that's very helpful. We want to minimize that tax burden. Simon, do you have any tips for us? Well, I was just thinking the uh, as Baron was walking through some of those that I was just sitting down with my parents over the weekend and that subject came up. 
and I was walking them through it and I realized it does get a little complicated in some cases. Sure. Even though it, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be. It's a subject we're pretty familiar with and we work through with a lot of our clients and I was explaining it to them and their kind of eyes glazed over at one point and they started repeating it back to me and I had to laugh. I'm like, well, let's focus on these couple of points. But it was interesting because we were talking about just a number of the things Baron just touched on and we were working out the fact that they could have if they structure things properly, they could bring in $50,000 a year and pay $0 in taxes, not just on their social security, but on their income as well. So they could have a tax-free retirement, $50,000 a year, and everything would be going to them in their pocket. So it was interesting. It was just kind of fun to work through. It was interesting hearing Baron talk about some of those things, and it was kind of a reminder of that conversation. Um, but as far as other things to consider, there's uh, two big ones that we'll pass on as well. Um, one is if you have large amounts in your IRAs and you don't need those distributions and you're getting hit pretty heavily on taxes and you're involved with different charities, churches, organizations like those, you can actually gift your RMD directly to the charity and it won't count as income. So there's a cap of a hundred thousand dollars a year, but oh, for wow. those that don't need those distributions, that gives a lot of flexibility in kind of moving that uh, income from your own tax return uh, off of it. You know, some people take the money to themselves and then they turn around and start to donate it after the fact. And it doesn't work quite the same. You can take that distribution and send it directly to the charity. It won't count as taxable income at all on your tax return. So that's a big one. Um, the other one gets a little bit more complicated. So I'll just touch on it again. If you've got larger amounts, if you have larger amounts in your, uh, retirement accounts and you want to keep those required distributions down, one of the things that you can use is what's called a QLAC. It's QLAC. Uh, qualified longevity annuity contract. So basically by putting money into these types of qualified annuities, the money in there doesn't count towards your required distribution. And you can set them up that you can defer them beyond age 70 and start and have a pension-like income at different stages uh, later than those potential years. So you can defer by doing that required distributions even farther out beyond the traditional age 70 and a half. It's a little complicated. You definitely need to work through it with a professional, but it's another way to uh, keep those required distributions down through some parts of your retirement. Obviously, at some stage, you got to pay tax on that if you live long enough, but yeah. it's a good way to defer it. Yeah, those yeah. QLACs aren't really well known, and they're really, in our opinion, underutilized, um, especially for clients that have a large amount of assets. Um, so again, if that's something that um, you want a little bit more information on, you should definitely visit a financial professional or feel free to give us a call. All right. Speaking of that, we're out of time for today's show. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? I oh, just want to thank the listeners for tuning in again today. As we mentioned earlier, we've got that uh, Social Security Maximization Report touches on a number of things as it relates to Social Security, taxation, maximizing those benefits, and in addition to that, we obviously have a number of other reports. So if that's something that you're interested in, go ahead and give us a call. Um, if there's some other areas you have some, you want some assistance in, we're happy to do that. We set aside a couple appointment slots each week for the listeners of the radio show. There's no uh, obligation to sit down with us. There's no cost to do so. Um, you can reach us toll free 855-793-2409 or online at wellingtonadams.com. All right. And that does it for today's episode of Financially Tuned with Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard of Wellington Adams. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Baron Fitzgerald or Simon Hilliard at Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. Call 855-793-2409 or visit them online at wellingtonadams.com. 
All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Baron Fitzgerald, Simon Hilliard, and Wellington Adams Investment Advisory are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.